Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents, and we're at the Senior Center today, and I'd like to introduce you to uh, the director of the Senior Center, Danielle Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that right? Yep, Danielle Hopkins. <laughs> and she is the director, and the assistant director is Christina LaRoche. Yes. And I'd like to begin uh, by saying uh, that Franklin has had a senior center for years and years. The old town hall, which is now a historical museum, uh, was the first place that a senior center began to be developed. And then I forget how many years ago uh, this building was built. Um, 2004, I say it was built, and then they added the second floor in 2017. Yeah. My dates might be off by a few years because we weren't around for that. But so, would like to introduce you to the senior center here, the programs, and what's happening, and have you get to know Danielle and Christina. Danielle, I understand you're a graduate of Franklin High School. Yeah, I went to Franklin High. I grew up in Franklin. I moved here sixth grade. Um, but then graduated from Franklin High. And my mom actually grew up in Franklin, too. And then you went on to college in Pennsylvania? Yep, Elizabethtown College, small school down near Hershey, you know, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and then came back up this way. <laughs> and you were not only on the swimming team here in Franklin, but you were also on the swimming team at college? Yeah, so Franklin High didn't have a swim team when I um, went to Franklin High, but I was at the YMCA club, the U.S. club team there, and I coach it now. Um, and I also swim in college, yeah. You enjoy swimming? Yeah, looking at a line at the bottom of a pool for two hours every day is really fun, <laughs> but no, I, I just, I seem to enjoy it. I've done it since I was young, so. I've always watched the Olympics uh, swimming mm -hmm. uh, and all the different varieties of ways of swimming. Yep. Do you have a particular favorite? Um, well, I was a breaststroker all through college. I did the IM and the breaststroke, so, you know, try not to do the butterfly if I don't need to. <laughs> but. After college, what career path led you to this position? Sure. So I went to school for music therapy, um, and then when I graduated, I got my certification and all that stuff, and I started off in hospice work, um, going all around Boston, uh, doing music therapy with uh, Seasons Hospice. And then I was looking for more of full-time, you know, not driving all the time. So I was an activities engaged life director at an assisted living and really enjoyed that. Did some private music therapy work as well, but I've always seemed to work well with the older generation, you know, maybe old at heart. <laughs> um, and the past three years, I was the Alzheimer's director at Atria Draper Place in Hopedale. Um, and then this position opened up and I said, you know, it's time to take that step. Let's see if it works and it did <laughs> hospice music therapy hospice is for people that are in the process of passing away uh they're designated the terminally ill how do how do music therapy fit in that well music can be very relaxing it all can be it also can be very uh, reminiscing so there's a lot of different things whether it be recording stuff before you pass or um, just having that quality of life instead of the quantity of life at that point. So you bring a lot of uh, depth and experience uh, uh, to this uh, yeah. center. I try to. <laughs> okay. 
as I move over to you, Christine, the same thing. Where did, where did you go to high school and where did you go to college? Sure. So I grew up um, in Blackstone and I went to Blackstone Regional High School. Um, graduated there. My parents still live in Blackstone. Uh, and then I decided to go to college at Bridgewater State University because they had a really good social work program there. And so I had kind of found my passion working with the aging population. I worked at a nursing home doing laundry and housekeeping, and I, I kind of got close to a lot of the people there and realized I wanted to keep working with that population and how could I do that. And kind of getting that experience at the nursing home led me down the path of social work with the aging population. So um, I went to Bridgewater. I got my master's degree there um, in social work. And I kind of started working with um, a few different populations, people with severe mental health issues. Uh, and then I, I realized I really liked that population, but still wanted to get back to the older population. And then so I started working at um, an elder services agency in Brockton and then one in Sharon. And uh, then I found myself at another council on aging in a different town. And at that point, I realized I, I kind of wanted to keep going and further what I was doing. I was doing social work there, and it was enjoyable, but I really wanted to do a little more. So I found this job opening, and I decided to throw my hat in the ring, and then I found myself here with Danielle, and I can't be happier. I see that you're still uh, going for a clinical uh, independent. Can you tell me what that uh we, Absolutely. Is. So uh, I have my right now. I have my license in clinical social work. That's an LCSW, but I'm the the final step is an LICSW. So I'm hoping to uh, finish up my supervision hours. There's a few thousand hours that goes into getting this license. So I'm almost over my my hours. In November, I'll have enough supervision. But but what practically are you doing? What uh, is it that you're? So essentially, to get an LICSW, you could um, work independently if you wanted to. You can open up a private practice for counseling. Um, I could help supervise other LICSWs, so that kind of is, is my motivation, is to open up uh, to get some supervision for other social workers. There's not a lot of LICSWs right now, and other social workers are having a really hard time finding that outlet to get that supervision to become an, uh, that kind of certification. But what does an LIC practitioner do? I mean, do you deal with drug abuse? You deal with aging? Uh, you deal with uh, money? Any population, basically, uh, you could work for uh, with an LICSW. You just don't need anybody to supervise you. So I could potentially section somebody to a hospital if they were a threat to themselves or others. I can supervise other people who'd like to get an LICSW. Um, you could make your own practice, specializing around whatever population you like to work with, like you mentioned, if it's the elderly, people who have substance abuse problems. But me personally, I don't think I'm going to open up my own practice, but I would like to help other people going to school, uh, other interns who maybe want to get that, that licensure. Uh, I can help in that way, but I, I don't want to put all those hours to waste, if you will. So I figure I'll just achieve the next level and... I'll be happy. <laughs> you, uh, so you really have an in-depth uh, understanding of uh, seniors and older people and uh, an in-depth uh, understanding of, of uh, what an individual goes through in different aspects of their life. I'd like to think that, yes. I feel yeah. like I've gotten a good amount of experience with, with the aging population and then through school also learning a lot about um, you know, different periods of time in your life and, and how the transitions happen, so. Thank you.
Danielle, in Franklin, right, do you have yeah. any idea, well, well, first of all, is there a definition of what a senior is? Um, is there a definition of what a senior is? Um, we basically say if you're 55 plus, come on down. <laughs> um, I think in the state of Massachusetts or nationally, it's probably 60 or 65 plus before you can get certain benefits. But I mean, if you're 54, you're not going to be kicked out of the senior center. <laughs> no one really is. But yeah, I, senior is, is hard because I know my parents, they go, I'm not seniors and they're in their young 60s. And I say, no, but you're technically in the eyes of the <laughs> senior center, you're allowed in. So. Do you have any idea in the Franklin Mass uh, how many over 65 there are or what percentage of the population there is? I don't have the top of my head. Okay. I'd like to say it's almost a quarter of the population yeah. is uh, over 60. Oh, really? Oh, a quarter of the population is over 60? We do have a lot 60. of seniors in this town. We yeah. do, and in the, I think in the next five years it's just going to keep growing. Yeah. I, I know in this town, though, that the population under 18 is numerically and percentage-wise the highest yeah. uh, of, of the population. So what, what is it that the senior center should be providing or trying to provide to that population? To the senior population? Yeah. Sure. Um, I think in general just a place for them to come and have social experiences, um, whether it be physical, you know, emotional, spiritual, and just have a place where they can come and whether they want to do a puzzle, whether they want to come and eat, whether they just need some social services help. Um, there's lots of things uh, that we're kind of delving into. Karen Alves, who was um, the director for many years prior to us, as well as Aaron Rogers, really ha made a good baseline for the Senior Center and developed this beautiful building. And we're just going to take their reins now and, and kind of go from there. But we have done a community needs assessment. Some surveys are out there just to see what the community actually wants, you know, because Christine and I are not seniors ourselves. We have a good idea of what the needs are, but we want to hear from the community. We want to hear from you guys and say, all right, what do you want the senior center to bring to you? What are you looking for in it? So you're still open to that input. Oh, 100%. And if someone would like to uh, uh, either verbally or uh, uh, Get, uh, send something over the uh, internet to you? Sure. How can they do that? Um, well, our emails and our phone number are on the website, the franklinmass.gov website. They can come in the door. Um, we don't really need appointments. You can come and sit and talk with us anytime. We're pretty easy to talk to. Um, and so. at the end of the show, uh, we will post that website and email uh, address. Uh, so the Senior Center do you have in your in your mind that you want to provide things not only here physically at the center but uh, do you have in your mind that that some of your responsibility would be to provide uh, services outside uh, people that don't come to the center or or are you are you more or less just committed to the center. Um, so that's something that we're looking into. I know our hours are 830 to 4, so people that are technically 55 plus, if they're still working, they can't really come to the center because you work at least probably until 5. So we're looking at programs in the evening, possibly weekend programming. Um, but we also don't just want to be a, a building, a brick and mortar building. We want to have our boots on the ground <laughs> um, and go out there and kind of market 
um, work with the different town municipalities, the library, stuff like that. Um, some intergenerational program with the kids. Yeah. Um, we want to, you know, be out. <laughs> well, to begin with, um, there is a bus service out of here. There are two types of bus services. One is fixed routes that go throughout the town of Franklin. And the other one is that you can call and make an appointment and have a bus uh, take you to an appointment. Mm -hmm. Can you just elaborate on on? I'm going to send works? you to Christina. She loves Gatra. She loves talking about it. And sure. And I, I know you've, you've been involved in transportation. That's correct. In my last role, I coordinated uh, the town's transportation. In that role, we had Gatra, but we also had our own bus. So uh, it's a little different here. Like you mentioned, we, we have Gatra as our transportation provider. I believe I want to say the fixed route transportation uh, kind of paused during the pandemic. And they, they're really relying heavily on that door-to-door, -door, the, uh, the on-demand transportation, if you will. So it's a door-to-door, curb-to-curb service. Uh, they'll pick you up anywhere in Franklin. If you're coming to the senior center, there's no charge for you. But we do subsidize the rides within Franklin. I believe they're a dollar each way for each resident. Um, essentially, you don't have to make an appointment, but it really is first come, first serve. So some days are much busier than others, as we've seen. So it is it behooves you to make the appointment ahead of time. Uh, you can give them a call. Their phone number is 800 six nine seven seven six seven six that's how you'd make your reservation but they also have an app if you don't feel like talking to anybody on the phone or you want to plan a little bit more in advance you can go on their, your cell phone and use an app but they also have a dispatching service um, and it, it is helpful to make those appointments in advance they also have long distance medical transportation to get people into boston a couple days a week um, and a few other local medical places um, a few days a week, but it's best to call them to coordinate that and understand what their schedule is because that does change from time to time. So is, is my understanding that you, you don't currently have a route, that, a bus route that goes through Franklin? It is my understanding recently that has ended, um, but I would have to get a little bit more of the history on that but, to yeah. speak better to that. If that has ended, has the bus service door-to-door pickup increased in other words there used to be one bus is there now two buses there is much more yes it's hard for me to say how many are dedicated to franklin because the service also goes outside of franklin it goes to foxborough rentham taunton uh north fork there's a few different towns that our service goes to oh okay. so there's se several buses within that service area but a few of them are dedicated here in franklin anything else we ought to know of I mean, transportation for seniors is becoming more and more of uh, an issue. What do you see the future for seniors in transportation? It's a hard thing to say. I think uh, 10, 20 years in the future, it'll look a lot different than what five years from now looks in the future. I've been seeing a lot of really interesting electric buses, uh, proto uh, prototypes of those that don't even need a driver. So who knows what 20, 30 years in the future looks like if we're going to have these little electric buses just going around picking people up. But I think part of our future here at the Senior Center in the next five years, we are working towards getting our own bus again mm -hmm. to maybe supplement some of the services that Gatch provides. Maybe we could use it for our own field trips, some of our own day trips, helping out some of our own residents. And there's a little bit more control with that. So we really enjoy the service that Gatra puts on. but. 
as you know, we don't quite have the control where it's not our, our program here. So we're hoping to look into some grants in the very near future and possibly get our own bus for, for some of those more social pieces and some things we could do as a group. We're gonna try taking a tour of the physical center here, but could you just briefly uh, mention some of the services uh, that are being provided here and some of the activities? Absolutely. So some of the services that are specific to residents of our community would be our social services department. That can assist with benefits coordination. Perhaps you need help with uh, fuel assistance or if um, you have some food insecurities. We can help with applying to SNAP, which is a food stamp program. We can help with applying for a discounted rate to your electric. Uh, so that's our social services department, um, but then we also have uh, a shine counselor who um, is not not employed by the senior center, but a volunteer-based group that can help you with uh, understanding Medicare and Medicaid. We also have a supportive day program open to anybody um, who has mild cognitive impairments, even if you live what, outside what of is, the town. What is what is a mad car? Sure. So, in, in, in lay terms. Okay, sure. So that kind of means anything that to do with the brain that might be causing memory impairments. So a lot of people look at that as a form of dementia, but uh, you know, you could have suffered a stroke or there's a lot of different things that could make somebody have um, a memory problems. So essentially we have people come here who need a little extra support during the day. Maybe they can't do some of our activities independently. So we have a, a special room in our senior center that, that hosts up to 10 people a day and they have their own activities that are more um, geared towards uh, their, their level and uh, more support with some staff and volunteers. Uh, so it's a great place for them to come for the day and the caregivers who are typically with them at home get some respite and they can get whatever they need to do done, whether it's work, whether it's uh, doing something for themselves. Uh, so that's been a really great program that, that kind of had to cut back during the pandemic, but is now back up to full speed. We have 10 members a day, five days a week. So we're really happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, in the same vein, we have a memory cafe here uh, once or twice a month that uh, helps those same people and the caregivers get together for lighthearted time, uh, refreshments, music, entertainment, a low pressure environment. But then we, we have activities five days a week here that range from uh, history lectures, exercise, uh, bingo, just a, yoga. A, yoga, a myriad of services that way during the week that we uh, advertise during in our newsletter. So that's kind of how you'd find out what's going on. Either you could come here and pick one up, you could go on the internet on our franklinma.gov website under our department and find that. Um, I think that's the best way to stay connected, but we're also on social media talking about some of the new upcoming programs that we have. We also have a veterans a service officer Yes, here. thank you for reminding me that. We have our veterans department here. We have Shannon and Deborah in that department. They'll help with any veteran benefit. So if you were ever in the service, I would dec definitely recommend speaking to Deborah and Shannon because there's benefits out there that you might not even know that you're entitled to or different programs for veterans that, that you might not know about. And in the same vein of other departments here, we also have our public health department here. So we have our public health nurse and our regional epidemiologist here in the senior center. And they've been great at putting You have on. a regional epidemiologist? <laughs> we do, we do. And they're- is Outside of your nurse? 
outside of our nurse. They, I think they brought her on during, um, during the pandemic to try to help better understand what, what does that mean for public health? What do um, communicable diseases mean in public health? How do we stop the spread? How do we keep our town safe? Uh, I think she'd be better off to explain what else she does in her role though. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> um, Danielle, Volunteers. Volunteers. Volunteers, to, regardless of what the organization is, sure. are critical to the to the running of that organization. Can you speak to people why they this would be a wonderful place to volunteer and how they do that? Absolutely. So easy to volunteer. We have our program coordinator Sue Barber um, that you can get a hold of really easily, um, and she helps kind of coordinate that. Um, but volunteers basically run, help run this place, whether it be when you first walk in the door as the greeter, um, helps you sign in, all that fun stuff. Um, maybe it's doing some office work for us. Um, the cafe is pretty much run off of volunteers. We you know, have a hired chef, but all the waitresses, the dishwashers, every, everyone that's in there, um, the, the people that are serving you, they're, they're all volunteers or tax work off people. Our, our Sunshine Club, which is the adult day program, the supportive day program that Christina was talking about, a lot of that is, um, it runs through tax work off volunteers as well. And so. how is the Senior Center, uh, well, first of all, did this Senior Center receive any of the federal COVID uh, money that was in, in the federal program? Uh, did your uh, epidemiologist is part of her funding from that um, I think they got a specific grant for her um, it's between a couple of towns um, she's just housed in Franklin yeah. um, which we're not mad about right. <laughs> um, I'm not sure to be honest with you about the COVID money but I know we get an um, elder affairs formula grant every year to help us run programs within the senior center um, depending on the population of seniors that we have in Franklin. And in the town of Franklin budget, uh, there's, uh, is that the primary source of funding? Um, it is. Um, well, it's based off, it pays our salaries um, and some office expenses. We do have uh, some revolving funds. So for like our exercise programs and activities and stuff like that, the cafe, you know, the monies that we make, we're not trying to make money here, but it's going filtering right back in so that we can keep providing uh, more programs and services. And then there is uh, the Friends of the Franklin Elders. Sure. Uh, could you talk about them for a second? Sure. Uh, they're a 501c3, which is basically a nonprofit charity um, that was basically built as the arm of the senior center to help fundraise and raise monies um, and provide resources for the senior center. Um, Joanne Wright and Ann Rafter kind of head that group. Uh, we meet with them once a, once a month, um, if not more than that. We see them all the time here. Um, and they are just a, a fantastic group of, of women right now, it could be men as well, um, that provide some, some fundraising opportunities, some monies for us so that we can do the things that we do. <laughs> and you have a um, a council on aging. We sure do. Uh, what is their role? So their role is a kind of Christine and my advisory board. There are go-tos for everything and anything. Um, we also meet with them once a month um, and just sit down and, and tell them, hey, this is what we're thinking. What do you guys think? 
you know if we need help with something they're always there they're kind of our our right hand man almost <laughs> all right well now might be a good time for us to begin to tour the center sure unless there's something you want to put in at this point no we're we're seeing a lot of new faces and everything else so we're excited to, to see right. the future of the senior center where uh, we're here in front of uh, the fireplace. There's a piano here, a comfortable area to sit. And Chris over here, we're making puzzles. My wife isn't a bad puzzle maker. She used to enjoy making puzzles here. We're here at the Common Grounds Cafe. Danielle, can you tell us the hours for lunch and uh, breakfast? Sure, so we open at 8.30. That's when breakfast opens. 8.30 to 10 is breakfast, and 11.30 to 1 is lunch, Monday through Friday. And what might be on the menu? Sure, so we have a new chef, Chef Ann. Maybe she's back there and I can show you her, but uh, breakfast is, you know, your typical eggs, eggs to order. We have pancakes. I know it was strawberry banana pancakes the other day. Um, let's see, breakfast sandwiches. We had avocado toast a couple weeks ago. She has a different special each day that she likes to prepare. So sausage, bacon, home fries, the whole enchilada. <laughs> And lunch, there's, I know there's BLTs. Sure, yeah, you got your BLT, you got your chicken salad, tuna salad, you know, all the, the basics, um, salads, soups. She makes her homemade soups. Um, but she also does some different specials as well, um, well, whether it be a hot meal, yeah. Let's go and see if she's in. Yeah. We're here in the uh, kitchen, the uh, working uh, part of the uh, cafe, and our new uh, chef, is Anne. Anne, welcome to the uh, kitchen here. Thank you. Uh, how, how do you like this kitchen? Is, is this laid out good? Um, yeah, I mean, for like, um, like how we operate, it's just like the perfect size and um, um, can't really complain about anything. It's just everything is just like perfectly placed on like where it, where it is and like how I operate and move in the kitchen when it comes to like um, putting out food it's, it's it's pretty good you're called a short order cook right in yes. other words it is a specialty of of way of cooking yes how do you how do you what is a short order cook and how do you enjoy it um so like how we laid out our menu um when we prepare it it's basically what we cater to what our um guests and like you know the the regular people that goes here we cater to uh what they wanted what the, on, on a daily basis so um we we simplify the menu to just like you know like the the daily sandwiches and um and also like once in a while or actually every day i i actually make it to the point that we make a daily special so like for example on tuesdays we always go for like anything like tacos um burrito bowls like mexican soups and stuff like that to kind of like be on like the taco tuesday theme and then once in a while i do burgers specialty burgers um sandwiches um on fridays and, and wonderful pastry yeah yes thank you and yeah um we kind of like um tried to like just be more um open and have more options for people so we can actually cater not just for like the um the seniors but also like everyone is welcome uh, to come in here and dine in and then we priced everything pretty reasonable 
um, when it comes to like you know comparing comparing to like uh, the other restaurants out there. Let me verify. The pricing is absolutely uh, in your ballpark and neighborhood. You love the pricing. The food is absolutely wonderful. I can uh, testify to Ann's uh, cooking and the variety uh, is marvelous. Uh, my observation is that men come here in the morning for breakfast, and I think the ladies come more in the afternoon for lunch. Yes. Is that a good observation? Yes, yes. Actually, like we always have like a lot of men and, and breakfast and then women um, they always like, come here for like their deli uh, sandwiches and their salads. Well, thank you, Ann. I would also like to mention that throughout the year the Franklin uh, Police Fire Department uh, has a special uh, big meals. There is uh, a Christmas party usually every year. Uh, which is a, a big meal beside the party. So there are a number of times that you really open this facility up sure, and, have, yep. and have a full uh, Yeah, once meal. a month we do a monthly party. Um, I know June we're actually doing two, one for our volunteers. Yep. Um, we're doing a recognition uh, brunch and then we're doing a, um, we're doing a special Olympic or senior Olympics um, in June and our kind of closing ceremony is our go for the gold June party. In this room, there is this divide. And right now it's dividing uh, the cafe from a, a, like an activities room. But this wall can be pushed back so that the whole area, uh, when you have the big parties and yep, big meals, a huge room. is a, one huge room. Uh, what do they have in this room, Danielle, when, when it's divided? I know. I know you do have uh, yoga uh, with, with um, yep. and uh, you still have the singing? The silver tones? Yeah. They do it right out in where we were initially and, by the piano. Okay. Um, but we can do different lectures in here. We do most of our exercise classes in here because, you know, they're filled 20, 30 people. Um, One of the exercise classes is a chair exercise class mm -hmm. where you actually are sitting in a chair and doing exercises. Yep, we have different levels and if you wanted to stand during that exercise class, you could do that as well. Um, our exercise instructors are phenomenal. Um, bingo's here Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, yeah, in the spring, uh, we had AARP come and do taxes for free for the seniors and so this is kind of where they were able to do it, but. Let me tell you, the tax thing in, the, in January uh, to sign up for is absolutely wonderful. They do an outstanding job. Uh, but please forget what I said because it's so popular, I want to make sure I can get on the list <laughs> next year to have my taxes done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they come every Friday, usually from January through the beginning of April yeah. to help us out, which and, we're very thankful It's for. a marvelous service. Mm -hmm. Volunteers. Here is the entrance to the uh, senior center. Through this door, here's a welcoming person. And as we pan this way, you're panning the reception area, you're pan panning Danelle's office, you're panning Christina. Yep, Christina and my office are back there, and this is our lovely administrative assistant, Mary Hine. She's the heart of the center here, so <laughs> can't miss her when you walk in. 
And what other offices do we have? Sure, so Sue Barber, who is our program coordinator, she's in one of the offices. We have Maggie Gunderson, who's our social services coordinator. Um, and then we have Ariel Doggett, who is our kind of supportive programming coordinator. Um, so we're looking to start up our companion caregiver program again, um, and our Sunshine Club supportive day program. She runs both of those. Great. Yeah. Uh, we're here in the uh, gift store. Uh, with uh, actually superb uh, knickknacks and small items uh, for sale. And the gift store has a quite a small eclectic variety it sure does. of, it of mm -hmm. items. Yeah, and a lot of it, if not all of it, is donated, right? It is. Yeah, it's all donated um, and decently priced. and. Um, there's lots of cool knickknacks. I actually got a Red Sox backpack here last week for six dollars. So. <laughs> I, I look at a beautiful quilt over there that I yeah. don't know whether it's handmade or, or uh, professionally made. A number of things are handmade. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, I love to buy candles in here. They're very inexpensive <laughs> yeah. when you have them. Nice glassware, some pictures, some frames. A lot of little knickknacks. Yeah, and at, Christ at Christmas time, uh, you have quite a variety of Christmas items that that Thanksgiving and Christmas that appear here. I, I know uh, Santa Claus has, uh, you know, on some occasions uh, even picked up uh, gifts for people in here. Oh, all right. Danielle is quite a swimmer and has uh, swum for her college. Mm -hmm. And. You're still a coach in swimming. I, yep, I still coach. So here's a place that she tells seniors that they need to go to prepare, you know, a little <laughs> for their swimming lessons. Sure, yeah. No, it's good. It's important to stay physically active. Um, so we have, you know, a couple treadmills, a couple bikes, um, you know, different machines. There's some hand weights here, but just to come and go for a walk, especially in the winter or... Um, it's a, a safe space and it's not a big gym that, you know, can be a little overwhelming at times. This equipment looks very professional and, sure. and, and very uh, adaptable to seniors. Yes. Um, and before you do come in here, we have a health and wellness nurse, uh, Trish Colados, who um, kind of teaches you the, the ins and the ways. And we also need to get approval from your doctor. So, you know, yeah. we just cover all bases, but it's a pretty easy system put in place and then you can come in every day. We have one guy that comes in every single day religiously. Wow. Yeah, and he, he's, he's walking on that treadmill probably an hour, two hours a day. So. What, what physically uh, activities do you recommend seniors uh, to at least do or participate uh, in to, to stay healthy? Sure, even just going for a walk is huge. You know, just moving your body. Some of the chair exercises, the chair yoga, um, it's just a way to move your body. We have a mindful movements group that's more, you know, just relaxation, all that stuff. But, you know, easily moving your body, going for a small walk. It doesn't have to be a two-mile walk or anything like that. But it's, uh, it's important to keep your body moving, get your heart rate up a little bit. And for a lot of people that uh, may be watching the, the program and have never visited the senior center, what exercise at home? You mentioned walking. Uh, but are there uh, other uh, exercises that you recommend people that 
more or less stay in their own house and don't go out very often? Sure, I mean, the technology is at your fingertips all the time. So if you go onto YouTube and just write, you know, chair yoga or any kind of thing like that, you can easily find something to do on YouTube. Uh, everything's kind of accessible now. So. Well, not to seniors, so oh. <laughs> I am not a, uh, how do you call it, uh, an internet person. Uh, so how do you address uh, people like, uh, like me that uh, really are not uh, technologically adaptable? I know you've had uh, the eighth grade and junior high come here. Yeah, so we've been doing some technology clinics, but... Sometimes, you know, I grew up with technology, you know, it's, I I, yeah, and that's perfectly fine. Um, so if you're interested in learning about technology, we do actually have um, some technology classes that we have. We have a whole computer lab down the hallway um, that we can teach you stuff like that. Um, but just, you know, coming into the center and seeing what's available is always a, the option. <laughs> I, uh, I got to vent a little. Uh oh I got to vent a little. I can't not go to the Red Sox game anymore because I pay cash and I want tickets. I can't handle, I don't have an iPhone. So I, I can't have a ticket on a phone. I need a physical ticket. And in the ballpark, they don't even take cash. You know, cash is supposed to be good for all public and private debts. I don't know what's happened in, in uh, in this technology world, but certainly seniors are suffering uh, because of it. They sure are. I think COVID didn't help that either. You know, the exchanging of money, touching hands, I think right. that's probably why that's going that way. I don't think it's legal, but I'll save that for Frank's <laughs> Musings. You want to watch my program called Frank's Musings. Frank's Musings, all right. You mentioned uh, an outstanding program for individuals that have memory problems. In the room behind us, uh, that is the room that that program uh, is dedicated to. Uh, can you say a few words about the more about the program? I know sure. you already talked yep. about so it. Yep, so it's our supportive day program, Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 3. Ariel Doggett and Donna Haynes run it. Um, they call it the Sunshine Club. Um, and it's just an opportunity for caregivers to have some respite for people that have, whether it's chronic diseases or dementias or some sort of, you know, memory impairments, um, can go to. And you get lunch, you get activities, you get the socialization. Um, it's just, it's a really wonderful program. And in watching the individuals that uh, are with the uh, people participating, the caring, uh, they're very considerate. Uh, oh, yeah. They are absolutely uh, outstanding in looking at these individuals as something precious and really to assist and help. Yeah, and they don't just stay behind closed doors. Um, it's, it's closed they go, they for go safety outside. purposes, but they go outside all the time, bocce. Um, they come into the cafe. Yeah. Um, they, they participate in a lot of the activities here. Here is Matt Rubendo one of the leaders in the senior center here. Not only every day does he come and use the computer, but he also on Thursdays has a group uh, that discuss 
any type of topic. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. It's not my group, but it is a discussion group. Yeah. We start every meeting with, what do you want to talk about today? Right. <laughs> and Matt and I are very political. Matt is more on the conservative uh, uh, theory side of politics. That's why I'm standing on the right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm a little more on the left. <laughs> but we have, we've had a great series on public access where we talked about the Constitution and we both very much care about how this country is going in the direction it's going. Yeah, really we talked about the interpretation of the Constitution because that really seems to be the problem we have today. Everybody has a view of it that's not consistent with we conservatives' interpretation of it. There's a new evaluation of today's view of it. That's not the way the words were written. So what so time? Now you see where we go. What time Thursdays is your discussion group? Ten to eleven thirty. And what can every, you say about this room? You spend a lot of time in it. How 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 does this room work? It's very helpful. There's a lot of people use it uh, almost every day. Some people use it to do their taxes, some people use it to do Google searches. Uh, it's very helpful. He's, he's so, great. it's a great center, isn't it, Matt? It is the best center in physical layout. Many of them that I've seen, and I did do touring at one point, both my wife and I, to uh, compare senior centers. And the layout, the physical layout of this one, it's perfect. It uh, couldn't be better with all of this, the uh, rooms have access to windows, right? and, and it was built based on the various uses of the building. Yeah. There's big rooms, small rooms, uh, conference rooms. So yeah, it's a, a very, I, I live in Norfolk, right? I come here every day. I don't go to the senior center in Norfolk anymore. Today is the most perfect weather it's day beautiful. that you would want. Yeah. <laughs> and and probably a lot of the memory people will be out here sitting, enjoying this beautiful sun. Now, Franklin is an old Italian town. When I say old, uh, immigrants came at the turn of probably the uh, 20th century, 1910, 1920. Uh, it was a manufacturer of hats. Uh, I forget some of the other uh, items that it manufactured. So being Italian, we have to have a bocce court. I mean, what would an Italian town be without a bocce court? Raiden Backer here is the uh, Horace Mann uh, Junior High School. And the funny story, I believe, is way, way back, uh, the, town, the town wanted to build the Horace Mann School. But some of that land was uh, owned by the uh, cemetery, uh, the Roman Catholic cemetery. And they didn't want that land to go uh, by eminent domain. So there was a swap made. This land, I believe, was owned by the Roman Catholic Church. And so there was a swap made. And uh, 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 we acquired this land, and we gave up uh, trying to uh, 
uh, acquire uh, land that belonged to the cemetery. I believe that's accurate, but Jimmy Johnson and uh, Alan Earls can uh, correct me. And maybe they'll even do a, a piece on uh, how this land was acquired by the town. And just one more thing, we did get $100,000. They're gonna be making a big pavilion back here. Tri-County is gonna help uh, make the structure. So we're really excited. Hopefully that'll start in the fall. What will the pavilion look like when you uh, say it's a It's a huge wooden pavilion, kind of an overhang. It can get really hot back here, I guess. You know, this is my first summer here, um, but direct sun, you can see it, there's no shade. So this will just provide shade. Um, they'll probably blow out the, the thing a little bit and, and have a great outdoor space for us as well for the senior center, which do, we're really excited about. Do we know where the funding came from? Uh, the capital budget. Of the town of Franklin. Mm -hmm. And, and Tri-County is going to help. And Tri-County is helping build it. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're really excited and um, giving the seniors what they want. <laughs> you hear it at first <laughs> on cable access. We are here in the Veterans Service Office uh, for the town of Franklin. And your name is? Hello, I'm Shannon Nisbet. I'm the Veterans Services Officer. And over here, we have Deborah Martin the Veteran Services Assistant. Could you briefly just explain what a Veteran Service Officer does? So we are a one-stop shop for all Franklin veterans to um, help them access their benefits, whether it's federal benefits through the VA, uh, local, state benefits, um, if someone's facing a finance, financial hardship, and um, we may have some municipal benefits where we can help them. Um, we can connect them to all the resources that they may be able to use. Briefly, could you tell us, I know there are two state uh, veterans cemeteries, that are state mm -hmm. cemeteries. Where are they and uh, are veterans really aware of that benefit? So the state cemeteries are in Winchenden and Agawam. I believe, and there's also a federal cemetery at Burn. Um, most in Franklin, the um, Ginley and Oteri funeral homes typically um, counsel families on the availability of these cemeteries and they know how to coordinate burials there. Uh, sometimes they may call us um, to coordinate a little bit and if there's um, something they can't access, our office can help. Also, um, if somebody uh, isn't going through one of those funeral homes, we, we can jump in and get them the information they need. And Massachusetts is outstanding in the benefits for veterans. Uh, what are some of the uh, benefits that people just may not be aware of in Massachusetts that they have? So one benefit, it is um, very difficult to qualify for, but it's a financial safety net benefit called Chapter 115. And if a person's, um, say a veteran or a surviving spouse, if their income and assets fell below certain thresholds, they may be able to get some additional um, financial assistance through this program. And you are correct that Massachusetts is unique in having this program. There is also um, an annuity for veterans who are 100% disabled. 
And the, Massachusetts also has a welcome home bonus um, for veterans returning um, after their um, deployment or just returning from their active service. I understand you were in the military. Yes, I was. I was in the Army Medical Service Corps. Um, I did four years of ROTC in college, and then I was on three years of active duty. Where did you go to college? Um, University of Notre Dame. <laughs> Small college. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Noted maybe for football. <laughs> right, right, ex exactly. And, and, so, and, and what, what, what medical services did you provide? So I was not a medical service provider myself. Uh -huh. um, I, so Medical Service Corps is part of the AMED, or Army Medical Department, um, and that includes um, doctors, nurses, and the administrative branch is the Medical Service Corps, and that's what I was part of. There's also medics, um, you know, uh, EMTs, all kinds of um, medical personnel that fall under. And the you AMA. were an officer. Yes. And w what rank did you attain? Uh, first lieutenant. First lieutenant. So you were only in for three, three years. Three years. Three years. Yes. We're up here on the second floor which, as Danielle pointed out earlier, is an addition. And it was is, yeah. What year? Um, I think around 2017, from what I have yeah. heard. Pr pretty recent addition. Mm -hmm. um, one of the uh, things that this room is used for, uh, what types of uh, activities? Sure, so uh, they're playing poker over there. Um, so it can be different card games. Um, we've done different um, music opportunities, exercise classes. There also is a divider similar to downstairs, the multipurpose room down there. So we can have two different programs going on at once, um, different history lectures. We had the American um, Organ Donation Fund here last week doing a presentation on that. So lots of different opportunities. We've done art, arts and crafts things up here, meetings. Multi-purpose room. Multi <laughs> One of the things that I feel very strongly about here in Franklin is that not only seniors are being defrauded over the telephone, over the internet, uh, they're being defrauded in a many of different ways. And there have been speakers here uh, to try to address that, but it is not enough. We need a program to reach out to the community. And I, I hope there is uh, some way we can develop a town program uh, that probably uh, needs to go out maybe over the internet or mailings, but the residents of the town of Franklin, particularly seniors, are losing money and a lot of money. And this is a, uh, a loss that is unacceptable and is in can't we can no longer put up with with people simply being defrauded there needs to be more education if anyone ever wants your social security number or your medicare number it's wrong you do not want to give it and there is uh if you ever uh been taken by by been defrauded please report it to the police. And if you need any help, there is a town uh, employee that specializes in cybersecurity. He doesn't necessarily deal with the public. He, he deals a lot internally. But we need to look at ways 
and I think the senior center uh, needs to develop and think about how we reach people that don't come here but our, our residents in their homes. Yeah, there is a program called Triad um, that is looking to start up again in Franklin, and it's in uh, coordination with the Sheriff's Department, the Norfolk Sheriff's Department, uh, the Police Department, the Fire Department, and here at the Senior Center. Um, and so we're, we're looking into that and trying to start it up. Um, we're doing different awareness classes. The police are coming um, actually this week to do a situational awareness class, safety. Um, we've done different fraud and scam things. We've uh, partnered with Edward Jones who comes and talks to um, uh, the, you know, the community about you know, different things, estate planning, you know, best ways to invest, all that stuff. So the more information you know, the better. To my right here, Chris, is a conference room uh, that can be used for different groups. Uh, I imagine they can schedule it through you. Yep. Yeah, right now in there we have our Italian conversation group. Uh -huh. um, they meet every Monday morning. Um, just different, different opportunities. We do TED Talk discussions. Matt uses that for his discussion group. So a great room to use. <laughs> great. This is the card room. And in the card room, I'm sure an old-time friend of mine that goes back for years, Pat Llewellyn, who has been a uh, volunteer maybe since the beginning that this senior center opened. I don't know. Opened. She's very prominent. She's here multiple times a week, and we right. love her, yeah? <laughs> and I'm sure she's uh, teaching uh, cribbage in this room. Uh, yes, not necessarily in this room, um, but we do have Mahjong, we do have Scrabble, Bridge, Pitch, all of them. So it's a, they do do cribbage a lot of times up here. Yeah. So. so there's a lot of different card games. I'm actually surprised it's empty right now. <laughs> <laughs> Usually this, this room is hopping, so. <laughs> this might seem like a funny way to end the program and not begin it outside where the door is in the outside entrance in the beautiful, huge parking lot. But I want to end the program because we want you to come to the Senior Center. We want you to visit, not only visit, we want you to participate, and we want you to tell us what you would like. Absolutely, yeah, we're interested to hear what the community needs, so. We're all ears, we're all eyes, we're all hands. So this, this place is built to help the community. So and it's not gonna do anything if it's empty. <laughs> and we're all welcoming, the staff is welcoming. We have really wonderful staff and Christine and I are very lucky to have joined this team. And you've seen, one of the reasons that this is the best, one of the best senior centers uh, in this area, uh, geographical, uh, you do not as Matt said, you do not necessarily have to be a, uh, a resident of Franklin uh, or a particular age to uh, uh, use some of the benefits that are here. So come, let us uh, welcome you and uh, let us hear from you. This is Frank Falvey and uh, Danelle Hopkins, Hopkins yeah. wishing you the best summer ever and enjoy it here in Franklin Senior Center.
This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.